Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 107. Now, to grow a successful business, we know it takes dedication, it takes hard work, consistency, a good business plan, new customers, and about 50 other things. And when you do it right, it is a wonderful thing, and your business can really take off. Uh, But one day, you might look up and have an amazing business and realize that you've gained 20 pounds, haven't talked to your friends in two months, and you can't remember the last time that you did something fun for yourself. So work-life balance is a tricky thing to keep on top of, and today we're going to talk about how John and I have both failed at it and what we've done to get better at it. So this will be an interesting episode for all of you guys out there burning the candle at both ends of the stick. And speaking of getting better... We want to thank this week's sponsor, Woodcraft, always helping Brad and myself be better, not only in the shop, but outside of the shop. Um, And as you guys know, we've been partnered with them all year long and will continue to be throughout. Um, If you're not familiar, Woodcraft is one of the nation's oldest and largest suppliers of quality woodworking tools and supplies. Uh, They have stores, physical stores, in over 70 cities across the United States. Um, We absolutely love their website as well. And because they love us and we love you guys. They are bringing us free shipping in the lower 48 with the code MFP at checkout. That's all caps MFP. Um, And I think that's for just about anything on the site except for massively heavy machinery. So with that, uh, we want to thank Woodcraft once again for sponsoring this episode and the podcast for the year. Thank you, guys. I love it. That was that was a very Brad read like we would like to do. Yes. I'm trying to get a little Joe Rogan on it. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> he cusses a little more, and you know he's just completely like poof when he gets into yes. it. But you know, it was just it just just trying to be a little more relatable over here to a the lot people. More screaming. I got it. It's all good. It's all good. But before we do get into the show, we want to thank a new member that joined the MFP Patron Tribe this week. We had Graham at Minerva Enterprises. Graham, thank you so much for joining and supporting the show. If you do want to support the show and get some awesome rewards, you can head over to Patreon.com forward slash made for profit. All right. Dude, work-life balance. Like, uh, it is interesting. We, we just wrapped up a interview that will be coming out uh, actually in about a month. <laughs> we're ahead. That is one thing that we're actually winning at uh, is being ahead on interviews. But uh, one of the things we were talking about was was work-life balance and, um, and, and looking at where you are in your business and being able to really pick your head up and go, hmm, I need to think about me some because uh, you are the most important thing to your business. So uh, we're going to jump into that and and talk about it. And we we briefly talked about the social media aspect of it, but we wanted to to expand. And that was back in episode eighty five. If you missed that one, um, but we wanted to expand and talk about it broader because uh, John and I have both been undergoing some, you know, John more so than myself, uh, undergoing some new things and changes that uh, we're trying to get better at that. So, John, why don't you kick us off, dude? Like, what, like take us back. Take us back to, uh, I don't know, to back to maybe a few years ago to start off with, just because that was when you were like in complete, complete savage mode, just working. I remember you were like, I, I've like, I they're having dinner at my much. grandma's. They're, they're having dinner at my grandma's. I'm not going. I got to build tables. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, and yes, you're you're right. Um, I think a product of like this this hustle and entrepreneur mentality that social media builds up right now is that nonstop work all the time. Never never put your never pick your head up kind of thing. Sacrifice everything for what you want in life. Kind of facade that that the world builds around being an entrepreneur or a business owner right now. And and I think what's interesting is that like for, for an individual like myself, obviously I bought right in and obviously that's kind of where I let things go. And, and obviously that's what's helped any success I've had in the past. But with that comes the, the trade-off, right? And, and um, I think as you start to get into things and get older, you know, I started this business in 2013, which would have been 
six years ago now, which I was about 25, 26 years old. And and now I'm 31. I'm engaged. Like life is completely different. And so (laughs) when I look back on how I started the business and I was just grinding it out, you know, 12, 15 hour days in some dusty basement in the, in the hood, like I I refer back to those days and I think about how unhappy I was with my personal life, but how much I had to sacrifice in order to grow the business. Um, and, and now with perspective, I look at my life and I go, when I'm not, when I'm feeling ways that I felt back then, I know where I need to pump the brakes or to, or shift gears and where I need to turn kind of things. And what's interesting is like the more I'm able to do self-development, the more the business thrives, the more I'm in a clear headspace, the better the product, the end product is for my business, which for, for me now happens to be, you know, better, better content, um, and providing more value to my audience and, and it's and it's interesting because um, you know fortunately we we have this relationship we have made for profit we have a beautiful community here as well as both of us have developed amazing communities around each one of our brands and when you get when you when you when you're able to do the interviews that we do when you're able to have the conversations that we have you're able to gain perspective on what's working for others and I'm a big big uh, like sponge for that type of quality information and in those things I noticed like. I'm more willing to sacrifice relationships with friends, family, loved ones um, than most people are. And because of that, I've skipped a lot of the stages of growth that a lot of other people are at. And I've never I've never even like seen them. But I was also single. I wasn't, you know, uh, I wasn't in a, in a serious relationship and I didn't have the to uh, pay any mind to that part of my life. And because of that, um, now I get to look at things and go, wow, I'm so grateful that I didn't have to grind it out. 15 hours a day and try to balance having, you know, quality relationship with, with Sarah. Because it's, it, it, what's interesting is that, uh, cause it's the it's, first it's thing I would seasons, trade off. Right. And, and it's all seasons of life. Right. In the sense of like, yeah, you were 25. Like yeah. I didn't remember when I was 25, I, I was not as much of a business mogul as I am now. Although I was in real estate. So that was my thing. Like I owned rentals back then. That's what I bought. I think I bought my first rental when I was, so that was 2002. When you were 14. So, yeah, when I was 12. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I bought my first rental. Uh, yeah, I was probably, uh, what it was, uh, 23, 24, something like that. And, um, but I lived in it and I rented out the top. And so that was kind of how, like, I, I wasn't, I, I was, I was just, I was just living the life. So I was kind of the other way. I was just like hanging with friends. We were like always going out, going, playing golf. You know, I was in the golf leagues, like, I was just enjoying life and then doing that on the side and then, you know, doing the like leaving my day job, a corporate day job at five o'clock and like had the rest of, you know, the, the world to myself, uh, which was fantastic. And, uh, you know, made a lot of great quality friends and stuff. But then like, you know, it's like when you're in that kind of out of, you know, whatever, it might be early 20s, it might be later 20s if you went to college or if you're kind of, uh, you know, went straight into the, the skilled trades. Uh, that like your early to mid twenties, like you were just usually, you know, so unattached, right. That it's easy to jump in and you could just go all out on something. And like you, like you said, like there's, you're not really taking away from anything because there is nothing else. Mm -hmm. And if like, that's what you're all about, then like you can really just hammer down, uh, because you're just, you're so free, whether that's, you know, you might live in an apartment, you don't have a mortgage yet. Yep. Right. So you've got a smaller payment. You know, maybe you're splitting it with a couple friends. You know, that, that that's kind of the interesting part about the the season of life. And a lot of our, our listeners, I think, kind of fall into some of those categories because some of them are falling in that category. Like we see a ton of young makers, you know, that we've met at WorkbenchCon or different things. And they're in that same boat that you are in. And yeah. it's just like, now's the perfect time. I mean, like, right? Like, like when you so, look at it, when you look at your age and like what you did during that, you, you kind of hit on it for a, a second there, like being able to do that without having a serious relationship and without having those other things that are commitments that are tying you down or vying for your time. Like, do you think that that was a big part of how you were able to grow, uh, yeah. you know, metal and wood so quickly? Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, what it ended up being was that like, I mean, I remember calling you and being like, Hey, um, you've bought property. Like this house came on the market and, uh, it's a little bit outside my budget. I'm going to buy it. Not the best investment move, but like, I'll just work more. And you were like, well, I know you and I'm not convincing you out of it. So, um, good luck. Uh, let me know if I can help. And I did it. And 
everything changed from that point because it came a it became a responsibility I couldn't get away from. I I tied myself to a mortgage. You know, I dumped a bunch of money into it and it became something that I was like, well, I don't want to lose this house. So how do I fix it? And that's really where I started going down the rabbit hole of like long hours, no weekends, letting my friends fall to the wayside, letting really, I didn't have like a yeah, serious a new shop too, right? Yeah. I mean, your, your shop rent went up a bit at that point as yep. well. So you were kind of double adding it on. And so what ended up happening was that like, I was willing to sacrifice parts of my life that I wasn't finding as important as the business growth at the moment. But what happened with that was that I went into a headspace that was very unhealthy. I was able to manage it just because I've been in, you know, I'm, I, I've been in the suck from football <laughs> where they like put you in situations where things are hard and difficult. And I knew how to get through it without like losing myself. But, uh, you know, my health went down the hole. I put on a bunch of weight, felt really, really like sluggish and crappy, but I would just wake up and get it done. And when you're at space, you know, 60, 70% capacity of what you're able to do physically every single day and you don't stop to recharge, uh, what ends up happening is that that number continues to go down. And so if you, you know, you put in a month's grind in which you're not taking care of anything for, we'll just call it John's sake as I'm speaking, like for me, for John, uh, what starts to happen is the quality of my work goes down, the quality of my designs go down, the quality of relationships around me go down. And when you're in business for yourself, facilitating those relationships are vitally important, right? Like at this point now, where I think I'm operating at, you know, 90 to 100% most of the time, because I put an emphasis on the work-life balance, I'm able to reach out to, uh, you know, brands and vendors and not need something, but be able to just say, hey, how's it going? You know, like haven't heard from you in a while, just wanted to see what's up, have a quality conversation, sit down, schedule design time for me personally, for things that matter to me into my life stimulate creativity, go and explore places that, you know, like hop on my bike with my fiance and go for a ride and get in, get in a good hour or two of mental headspace. And what that does is creates, it alleviates pressure that I was feeling before and allows me to actually become more focused. And when I'm in the time frame that I allow myself to be for business, I'm much more efficient. So Creating a balance, it seems counterproductive because you're like, whoa, if you give more time to the business, more is going to get done. Not necessarily the truth, right? If you're putting, uh, I, I don't want to curse here. So if you're putting like uh, half the quality effort into the business because you're not doing anything to take care of yourself, what's going to happen is that the quality on the back end of whatever product you're producing in your business is going to suffer. So if you're not taking care of yourself, say, and you're feeling you're feeling fat, you're feeling sluggish, you're feeling unenergized, uninspired, your work's going to project the same thing. And instead of taking, say, an hour a day to meditate, to read, to eat healthy, to go to the gym, whatever it might be that you need to do for yourself, uh, and then go in with a better and clearer mind um, to facilitate whatever your business needs are, the, uh, you could easily see how things start to get weighed in one direction compared to the other. And that the moment you hit burnout or you're about to crash, the business stops. And a lot of us are solopreneurs that we're, we're individuals that are running our businesses that if, if we don't work, the business dies. And that's because, and you know, and it's, and from a business principle standpoint, it stems back to processes and systems. Right. And we talk about that a lot on the show. I talk about it a lot because it's something that I've had the hyper focus on because I'm not naturally good at it. But with that, if you have bad systems in place, uh, having a poor work-life balance, all of it propagates to uh, poking its head through and showing its like just full terrible self when something goes bad, right? So, you know, I had a passing of a friend earlier in May. Um, and fortunately, you know, that, that was a tough time for me. Still is very hard to, to mentally, and I have to go to a mental space that I know I can, you know, in situations that things suck or I would have typically depended on him. Um, I have to find a way for me to get through it because it's not going to change one and two. Um, the business can't suffer because of my own personal uh, feelings or what's going on with me. So I've had to develop better systems with it. And fortunately I have, you know, <clears throat> participating entities within the business now that were able to supplement when I wasn't physically doing anything in order to keep things afloat and get things done. Um, but you know, I it put a it put a large it put a massive burden on me to like stop what I was doing and take some time to care for me. Um, and there's so many pieces of literature out there and podcasts and 
uh, and books and, and whatever you want to call it that are that, you know, that say you need to create a, um, a schedule in which you which you follow for yourself. Uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about morning routine or any routines here on the show. I know we've done it in the after show. Yeah, but like we talked about it a little bit, but and, not much. And that's one thing for me, right? It's like when I start to feel my life going back towards where I was just head down grinding blindly into the into the distance and not knowing if there was an ever an end in sight. I always take a step back and go to what I can own. And that for me is my personal routine. Um, and recently it's been getting back in the gym. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you've been seeing that, um, you know, with the wedding coming up, I wanted to get in better shape, uh, you know, going deep into the personal side of things. My father had a heart attack in, in the fall last year. Um, and it really was a wake up call for myself and my family to like get blood work done and make sure that I'm doing the right things now that if, you know, when I start a family, I don't have something crazy pop up that I wasn't expecting because I'm ignorant. Um, and, and just really put into perspective how, how short life can be. And then with the passing of a friend at 33, you're like, Whoa, am I actually living the life I want to live? It's easy to say it and project it on a podcast or on an Instagram post. But like when I sit down at the end of the day, how do I feel? Do I feel like I'm living the life I want to? And a big part of it for me was uh, control and ownership over the things that I want. And like, I want to control my, my weight for one thing. It's something I've always struggled with personally. And I, and I want to control my environment and going to work every day. And like, I'm, I'm not in my own garage, but going to work every day for me, it's something I know I have to do. But if I want to go outside and go fishing or go for a bike ride, putting it in the back of my brain for me is no longer an option. I put it on the schedule and I do it. And then I get the, like that, that joy and fulfillment of being outside I get the mental clarity of being able to do something that I wanted to do on my time, which which is a which is a boost in my like emotional uh, in my emotional status and helps me, even though I might put in 10, 12 hour days, the two hours I'm on my bike is something that I cherish greatly. And it's something that I own. I own that time. It's mine. Work can't take anything away from me. Nothing else can take it away from me. And I do the same thing kind of on a daily basis and and. Um, sort of the reason this topic came up is because, you know, Brad and I have been having these conversations and confidence more and more lately as he's been seeing me do more and more like physical outside activity. And he's like, how, how are you, you know, how's that working for you? And, and like, I feel fantastic. I'm legitimately and 100% wholeheartedly can say I am in the best mental place I've ever been in my life. And I'm the happiest I think I've ever been in my life. And that is business and personal. And so for me, I'm going, I, I wanted to give an up, op- I want to take an opportunity to be able to share that with everyone and, and project my, my small wins to what I can, as well as like, you know, help those around me that f- may be feeling a little tug in one direction or the other and feel like things are out of balance. Because as you know, Brad, I've been putting work into this for years just because it's <clears throat> my default is to go to work and not to take care of myself. And so it's a struggle for me to go, no, John, put down the bag of popcorn and pick up the can of tuna, like, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So, um, so for myself, you know, one tip or piece of advice and something we've talked about in the past, Brad is like uh, morning routine. Right. And uh, so, so for me, my morning routine right now looks like um, I try not to ever hit snooze, wake up at six, alarm goes off at six o'clock um, pretty much every day of the week, regardless if it's a weekend or not, get up, get out of bed, go, you know, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, whatever, go downstairs, crush two 16 ounce glasses of water. These, all this, all these things are going to seem very weird, but when you can pick microscopic moments of your day in order to gain control over certain things like your hydration, which by the way, your body's an electrical circuit. And when you're well hydrated, you feel much better and things work better. Crush two glasses, 16 ounce glasses of water and have a coffee. And then I take five to 10 minutes to either read a book or read something get my mind like kind of stern and stimulating doesn't have to have anything to do with anything. It's just whatever. And then I actually stretch and foam roll, which is uh, just because my body's falling to pieces and in order to get like, you know, a little blood flowing and a little stuff going. If it's nice, I go and sit on my porch uh, while I read and have my coffee and I come back in, I get another glass of water ready to rock and roll and have another coffee. And then I start prepping my food for the day. Um, and that is like within that's before 7am. All that happens before 7am. Um, and typically then like Sarah's waking up, the dogs are coming down. I'm wrestling the dogs, you know, and, and, and having a, some conversation with her and like, you know, getting our day started together. But I take that like hour to 45 minutes to an hour in the morning of alone time. And I own it. I, and, and you'd be surprised of what owning something like that can do for you. 
to set up your day to feel like a win, regardless of what punches you in the face as you're going through it. And I mean, like, I know, uh, I know this is something you've been working on too, right? Brad is like, you'll, you'll default to just <laughs> working until your eyeballs, like till you're sleeping on your keyboard. Right. And then just waking up, you know, you crush a do and get back at it. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's been, uh, it's, it's been an interesting journey for me because it, it's been different. I, like I, Going back to the, to the, um, you know, kind of the seasons in life. And, and I want to start it by saying that, you know, I think that like burnout comes and, and the, the unbalance of work-life balance comes from, uh, you know, repeatedly committing too much to one side or the other. And that, you know, I, I think that that's, I, th I think it's necessary. I mean, I think honestly that that to start a business these days, uh, by and large, and there are always exceptions, but by and large, like you have to overcommit. So you have to overcommit at the beginning to get going because it's, you know, because if you don't, you're just not going to make any headway. You've got to, you've got to do that. So whether you're, um, you know, in me, I'll, I'll talk from the other side of it, the side hustle, which means I come home and I've talked about this on the show a lot, but I used to come home from my day job, hang out, eat, eat uh, dinner with the kids uh, put them to bed and then work from nine to midnight or nine to 1am like every night. And that was, that was where I put in my time and put in the effort. And, you know, I did that for two and a half, three years and was very successful from the business perspective of it. But at the same time, and uh, the nice thing was with, with the family side, I mean, that was always like for, for me, uh, the family time, I've never let that slide at least not certain aspects of it. Like dinner with the family is always dinner with the family. Like every night, if we're in the house together, we're eating together. And, um, and so that one I've kind of not let go, but yeah, but eventually you do that. Then I went full time. It turns into something completely different come that same thing. Cause now, you know, now I own my entire day. Like, right. Like I can wake up when I want, I can go to bed when I want. I don't mm -hmm. have to report to anybody. Uh, and, and that, comes with its own, like, ooh, you know, I, I kind of lost myself in that for a bit and just committed way too much to the business. It was just like work, 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 work. And, uh, and, and I've, and I did that for a long time, honestly. And like, that's what, you know, like I said, I've, we were just texting the other day about, I was like, dude, I like business is at a hundred health is at a 10 yeah. <laughs> families at a solid 75 uh, you know, and like my, my personal fun time is around a 10 as well. So like, you know, how do, how do I balance those out, bring, you know, work down to 90, you know, take family up to a hundred and take my personal time up to, you know, 50, you know, like it's trying to balance those out and that's going to look different for everybody. But, but that's where I was, um, you know, I, I started to see the fall off in, um, just like, like you said, like being mentally awake and being, committed into it and just like going from one deadline to the next like you you just you can't live there you can't live there um without having those things we were we were just it was actually uh it'd be coming up in episode 112 with uh jason radcliffe from 44 steel we were just having that conversation with him so without spoiling it but he was kind of talking about what he does and that and that was it was just really great conversation that kind of spurred this to be like dude we you know we should really bring this up in the show um and talk about all these things, because I think those, you know, that's one of the things that I've let go is the personal, the personal, uh, fulfillment of like a hobby. Yeah. And actually it's, like, cause it's what the I, easiest thing, right? Yeah. Cause exactly. It's the easiest thing to give away because like, like it doesn't affect anybody else. Yeah. Right. And that's the big thing for me. Like, I don't want to, uh, distance myself from my family. Um, I mean, the other thing is, is like when we moved down here, I, I have not, that was the other thing that I never did. And so it's kind of in a backwards way, I'm not taking away from it <laughs> because I never built like a, a really strong uh, base of friends around here. Like, you know, all my friends are like online, like, they're, <laughs> you know, they're, it's like you, like I've, I, I talk to my friends through text and stuff. So it's like, I'm not hanging out with a bunch of people around here. So that was again, not something I was taking away from. Uh, and so it, it was easier for me to just be like, yeah, I'm just going to commit and take away from myself and then not grow, you know, local friendships where I'm going and hanging out with people. I'll just text, you know, with John while I'm in the middle of a project or something. <laughs> and so, 
you know, it, it's easy to do that. Well, but I mean, then like, you, uh, you don't have those pieces that, you know, that give you fulfillment as much. And, and something we've talked about before, right, is like uh, you used to be in a bowling re- league, right? You used to be in a golf golf league, right? You know, yep. I know you do uh, you do Boy Scouts with the boys still, but like yep. it used to be something you were a lot more involved with. Like those are the easiest things to let go. And then when you sit back with perspective, you look at it and you go, wow, that hobby, which was woodworking for a minute, gave me a lot of mental clarity and time to decompress from the stresses of life. And I think it's interesting when you turn that uh, kind of thought of this is something I love and I love it because it takes away from the rest of my life and you flip it and make it your business, you you forget that whole aspect of relief from yeah. everything oh, you else, flip, right? You flip the script and it. Right. It it becomes a commitment instead of a release and it becomes a stressor instead of a stress reliever. Uh, absolutely. It, that, that's an interesting thing. Like I remember way back in the day I used to uh, I, I don't even know if it's still around. It was called woodnet.net as a forum back in the day before, <laughs> you know, YouTube and all these things. Uh, and it, yeah, that, like that's where I got a lot of my woodwork. That's where I got my. I would get my fill of like people are building their shops and they'd like post stuff. But there, it was just a forum where people would post all kinds of topics like, you know, hey, I need help doing this. What's the best finish? Blah, blah, blah. But uh, one topic that always came up was I want to be a full time woodworker. And there was always like the two or three dudes that are like, don't do it. It ruins <laughs> like if you if you turn your hobby into your job, it's going to ruin it for you. And, you know, and then there's all the others. But uh, but yeah, that, that was always the whenever that conversation came up, there was always a healthy amount of people that would come in because they're living it. They're like, oh, yeah, I used to love woodworking. And now, you know, I, I make 87 cutting boards a week and I hate it. And, you know, I wish that I wasn't doing this. And and, uh, you know, they're they turned it into a stressing side hustle that they could never go the next stage to make it their full business. And so it was like even worse. Like now they still had their full time job. They didn't have a relief. They just had a side hustle that was kicking their butt that they couldn't push over the hump. And that's, you know, that's the uh, that's the interesting part about that. Like if you do the side hustle and I've seen a lot of folks like wash out of it, you know, like if if you aren't successful in that side hustle, that's that's a like I think just as a as a segue there on the or as an aside, I guess for the side hustle, if you're putting that in. Like by the definition of it, a side hustle is taking away time that was already you were doing something else. Right. Because you just you weren't. That's why they call it a side hustle, because you have to hustle because you've got all these other things and then you're just placing something else there. So if if um, if you are doing a side hustle, you have got to put some time and some limits on it as far as like I want to be here by this date. And if I don't, something needs to change. Right. Because you can get stuck in limbo of the side hustle where you're not making progress and like being in the midst of a side hustle that's not growing is got to be one of the worst spots to be in. Yeah. And it's because you don't know if what you're doing is right or if it's wrong. Like when you're hustling on the side, you're like, oh, I've got money coming in. Like it feels fine. Like, but what are the, I don't know, what are the metrics in which I'm gauging the success of my side hustle? And a lot of us just say, well, I'm putting in the time. I'm putting in the time. I'm putting in the time, but are you putting in the right kind of time, right? Like, are you blindly just doing whatever needs done on a daily basis and sacrificing all the things on the other side of it? Or would it be more valuable for you to go and say, take an hour every other day of the week or twice a week to do a workout after your main work uh, days over, go home, have dinner and then have designated design time, you know, and then perhaps you come up with your best idea ever that ends up being a much more profitable product that you could put out the door and you get yourself out of this uh, monotonous grind of making cutting boards all the time that you hate. You know, like uh, if you you don't know if those opportunities can present themselves until you take the time for yourself. And I think that that's what's an interesting part is, is that because we're all willing to sacrifice our own well-being in order for the success of others or the success of your family, the success of the business, uh, you forget that the most vital part and piece of that puzzle is you. Um, so, you know, like uh, this has been something like you went on a run the other day and you're like, dude, I was breathing through a straw. It was ridiculous. And I was like, good for him because it's it's so easy to go. I'm just going to chill on the couch. And it's like, no, 
you need to go and put your mind to something. And I think that's like uh, kind of like the next thing is that like if you're struggling with work life balance, it's not necessarily just taking a break from work. It is finding something to put your mind to outside of work that I find to be more important. Right. So that's why I said in the morning, like I just read something. Why? If not, I just start going through checklists and Instagram posts and YouTube stats and whatever that pertain yeah. to the business. You can feel like, oh, I own my morning because I was, you know, and and that and that is a slippery, slippery slope. Yes. And I found myself in there, and I I fooled myself and my wife, which <laughs> you know, she, and she would call me out on it. Uh, but I would be like. I'm not working. I'd be like spending 30 minutes on Instagram. No, I'd be the opposite. And I'd say, oh, I'm working. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm facilitating the community. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting with the audience. I'm connecting with, with my community on Instagram. And, uh, and that like in the downtime, right? So it's like, okay, if I'm not that, and instead of doing something productive and that is like, there's a, a, a place for that. But again, that's, that gets into that murky, like, oh, well, it's kind of play, but in it, it, spending time there, and if you're commenting and connecting, that is good. Yes. But do you need to be doing that in that time, or could your time be spent better? Like if you're stuck and if you're not feeling good, that's not the stuff you need to be doing. You no. need to be like. So what I'm doing now, and I don't even think we've even talked about this, John. Uh, what I've been doing for the past two weeks, I know because uh, my little thing just gave me the 14 day streak, is Duolingo. So I got the little app, uh, and it's learning a second language. One of the things on my bucket list is to be able to be fluent in Spanish because my last name is Rodriguez. And I feel like a big fraud every time somebody like slaps like, you know, hey, que pasa, amigo? And I'm like, uh, yes. no habla espanol. It's like, <laughs> You're like, I am so a cop I, out. I'm a failure. Yeah, so I like that is uh, that is one of the things that, that like I said, it's on my bucket list. I've wanted to do it for a very long time. Oh. Uh, and it's something that, you can do in bits and pieces. And if it's just like Duolingo, it's just an app uh, on your phone and, and it's like little bite-sized lessons, which is pretty cool. And the way they pitch it is like, you can learn, you can learn a language in 15 minutes a day. What do you get out of 15 minutes a day on social media? And I was like, that's, that's a really good marketing ploy, by the way. Yeah. Which, you know, of course they're making money off this and all that good stuff, but whatever. Uh, but that is like, so every time now that I go to get on Instagram, I mentally go, I mentally, you know, like now I've, I've kind of trained myself a bit to it, uh, you know, trying to get that habit ingrained. I'm 14 days in, but instead, you know, my thumb will go hover over to that Instagram app and I'll be like, no, go over to Duolingo. And actually, what I should do is I should put Duolingo where Instagram is on the phone. That's what I should do. You should. And uh, I know. So I, I, I did have it like down in a different tray. Now it's like on my home screen. But yeah, that's that's like one of those little things is like that for me. Um, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's been two weeks. Like I know I, I took Spanish in high school for two years. Uh, and so a lot of it was review at the beginning, but now I'm getting to that point. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not just review. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Now it's like, Ooh, like I'm actually learning stuff and this is hard and it's good. It's like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, it's like stimulating my brain. And, and now like I'm sitting there and like these sentences are coming up and I can read them. I'm like, yes, yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yes, I, I do want some Taco Bell. Like, <laughs> like you, you put your focus onto something outside of work. And and I think what, what happens is like if you look at your if we all look at work, right, and say that you look at it and you go, well, I make things like that is what my work is. And then you go, well, social or content is supplemental. So my free time, that's what I focus on. Well, right. what ends up happening is that because is that becomes encompassed into your workflow and you don't realize it. And then, so then you're just consistently your, your brain space is focused on just what's associated with work and you're not able to detach yourself for it. And that's where you're able to actually gain some clarity and gain, gain some ownership of what feels like yours, what feels like your day. And, uh, and, and for me, I do, I mean, I don't do the Duolingo, but I do something similar um, with my routines. Right. So like for me, what I've been doing recently is for the past uh, month has been putting my phone on do not disturb. And then when I'm in the shop, like I don't care who you are. Uh, you can't get a hold of me. And like my fiance hates it because I'm not answering my phone as much as I used to. But with that, um, if you call twice, there's an emergency setting on there. If you call twice, mm -hmm. it will come through. But like it allows me to stay focused on what I'm doing and get more done in the time I allot myself that way. I've been able to now what I've been doing is 
put going to the gym back on my schedule. And I typically would just be like, all right, wake up an hour earlier and go get it done. And I burn myself out because I'm exhausted because I'm still working at 10 p.m. every night. And so I've actually taken like a similar step in that, like, okay, stay off Instagram until like you find yourself with a free 30 minute block that is legitimately just free because something happened, you know, meeting got canceled or you finish something up quicker or your shop's 110 degrees and you can't breathe and you want to sit down in the office, like whatever it might be. That's where I put my time to social media now, as far as interacting with my audience. And it's given me a lot of like relief, right? I don't feel this constant pressure to be on my phone as far as it goes with engaging on social. Um, and, and that's helped me too. And then at the end of the day, I've been doing, uh, I've been doing a personal journal and I'm a weekend to that where I'm just literally like vomiting out whatever is in my brain, um, putting it down in some notes. And then I'm able to go to bed, uh, before bed. My routine is I always, uh, I always read, I read fantasy or something that's not important. So like, I don't read a business book before bed. So my brain's not sitting there going, Oh, if I was able to do X, Y, and Z, I could become more blah, blah, blah. And I, like, no, don't do that. If you're going to read before bed, read something that doesn't matter. There's no importance to it. Um, and that helps me fall asleep quicker and wake up and not care about what I was reading. Like it, it, there's this, uh, American assassin is a book that's uh, based on the Mitch rap series. There's 13 of them. I'm on just finishing up book nine. <laughs> like that's in, nice. and, and I've read all the game of Thrones books. Like I read just like whatever, but it helps me get into a clear head before bed. That way I'm owning the last say 20 to 30 minutes of my day in something I want to be doing instead of sitting there staring at the ceiling going, Oh, I got to get 12 tabletops done tomorrow. I have these gun displays to do. I oh, have yeah. to do this video and I got to get this edit. And where's Sam that, and where's my fiance? And does the dog be, have to go to the dentist tomorrow? Like whatever. And so that can be a <clears> huge <throat> time suck uh, yeah. from from your sleep. Oh, because yeah. It, Which it is, is so hard to go to sleep. Like when you have a million things running through your head. Nailed it. And I think that that. And so the next thing I wanted to touch on was that that is the second thing besides just general self-care is sleep is the next thing people sacrifice. Um, and don't get me wrong when you're starting a business and you're not, if you're not willing to sacrifice sleep, you're not going to get ahead as fast as you think you are. Like it's something that just happens to be easy to give up. Um, and I gave it up for a long time. I mean, I was a five to six hours a night kind of person. What I've realized now that I got hit in the face with the thirties really hard is that my body, I need talk it to me when you hit the 40s. I know. I, I, want to I hope I hope I can still talk when I hit the 40s. But like, yeah, when I my my body, I put it through a lot um, in my short time here on this planet. And that if I don't give a time to recover, it doesn't. And it used to. But now it doesn't. And I and whatever that is, I can't control it. So I can't complain about it. So what I need to do is just give time to do so. And that's why I roll. I stretch. I try to do some recovery stuff. I do concentric movements and whatnot in my workouts. Like I try to make sure that my body is capable of performing at a high level as well as my mind, because you can't have one without the other. And I think that's what stimulated this conversation with me and you, right? Is you're like, dude, my mental space is like pretty decent. The business is crushing. Your know, family's great. Uh, I feel like I'm a 70 year old man. <laughs> like, you're like, I go outside yes. for a run and my son destroys me and he doesn't even know uh, how to run. He's dude, like, I, I, I woke up this morning I woke up and then I've been walking with like, I wake up this, I, I've, I've always been like strong, really tight. Like my muscles, everything. Yes. Uh, I, like I us. get, I get knotted really easily. Uh, and yeah, I woke up this morning. I'm just like, Oh my shoulder. I just huge like knot in my shoulder from like, that was not there yes. the night before. Like I was doing whatever I was doing last night in my sleep that I like, you know, pulled a muscle and like got a knot in my shoulder by sleeping because I'll, yeah, by the time this episode comes out, I will be 42. So, yes, yes I, <laughs> I and that's life. I, I mean, I'm sitting it here is. with this. It's it's a uh, it's a depression. It's like a microfascia tool that looks like a question mark. And I literally just rub my back up and down because it gets destroyed every single day somehow. And I have no idea why. Never happened before. And for the past six months, yes. it's just been a problem of mine. And like you have to address those things. They were easy to ignore for a long time, right? It's easy to ignore like, yep. oh, my back hurts or my hamstrings tight or like I gained 12 pounds in a year, which means next year I would have gained 24 pounds in two years. Like I'm going to die from being fat. Like I need to address this. And it's something for me that I know is going to happen if I don't get control of it. And I think that like for me coming from sports, I'm always looking to learn from high performers or people that I think are doing it better. And with that, you know, it's uh, 
for me and you, it's 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 kind of like bad in that result because we're both just willing to like grind it out. But if we take a minute to look outside of things, and I, I think a lot of the audience knows that I'm a big, uh, big, big audible guy, um, as well as like I physically like like when I read in the morning, if it's a business book, I'm reading a business book and that's the time I put into it. And I think there's a lot of good <clears throat> resources out there for that kind of stuff uh, that shows you that like, you know, the Tony Robbins of the world, the Tim Ferriss of the world, the like Aubrey Marcus of the world. They are literally taking care of themselves before they take care of anything else in their lives. And because of that, they're able to perform at a high level across the board. And I think there's a lot of vital importance in that, that a lot of us can take, uh, take notes from and try to build into our own lives. Um, so, you know, as we continue along this kind of path where Brad and my decrepit old bodies are, are starting to deteriorate, you know, I think that there's what's what's great about this whole conversation is that it's not a consistent downhill progression. Like you can take control of it and bring everything back yeah. up. Yeah, you can write the ship. And that's, that's that, you know, that's part of the intent of the episode is just, you know, take a self inventory, like look at those things, sit down and, you know, plot it out or whatever, rank it. Just, you know, I, I would highly suggest like anybody, like sit down and, and put out there, you know, business, your family, Venn diagram. Personal health. Yeah. I mean, you just like, yeah. <laughs> Plot it. So, so, I don't know if the Venn's the best, John, but because uh, you don't want the overlap. But having like having just giving yourself a rating, like where do you stand? Spirituality, you know, pick pick five or six things that are really important to you. And like health, family, you know, your business, your financial situation, like all those things and rank out like, you know, how do you feel about each one of those? And that will kind of help you because where you give your time and effort is what succeeds, right? We all know that. Like whatever, whatever gets inspected gets respected. However that goes, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, yes. I can't read. <laughs> I don't speak uh, right, Spanish. So, <laughs> I know. I just I, I lost it there. But anyway, basically, where where you put your time and effort, like where you water the garden, that's what's going to grow. And and speaking of that, in the terms of that's the same idea as where you put your time, that's going to grow. So if you're putting a ton of time in your business, your business is probably doing really well. But guess what? You haven't watered that physical fitness part of your life in a mm -hmm. long time. That's probably all shriveled up like a little raisin. So when you look and that might be actually physically true, uh, that's like my bicep is like looks like a raisin right now. So uh, when you when you look at your life and think about rating those on there, you know, sit back. And that's like a great thing to do uh, to, to also schedule out and plan. Like I would suggest quarterly at a minimum uh, to say, you know, just kind of take a step back and look at you know, how am I feeling about that? And if you do something like if you do do journal or things like that, it makes it a lot easier because then you can kind of track reflect, that and yeah. like, yeah, you reflect, look back, where was I three months ago and how have the things that I've put into place changed the way I feel about myself? And it doesn't have to be like, this is, this is a very interesting thing, you know, most of the thing, and, and you guys all know I'm huge into metrics. Like this is not a metric. I mean, business, right. You can obviously put metrics around your business very easily. Uh, profitability, top line growth, number of orders, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, same thing with any social media. Where's wh what's my following? What's my engagement rate, et cetera, et cetera. You can, you know, do metrics around those, but like for your personal life, for your fitness, uh, those things like, you know, that is more of a feeling, even though you like, you know, for fitness, it's a little bit easier. You can look at your weight. You could look at, you know, what you're able to run, how far, how fast, how much weight you're able to lift, how flexible you are, all those things. Uh, but it's more so also a feeling. Do you feel good? Do you feel good in the mornings? It's almost uh, more what is your family life? Yeah, it, because that's what it is. It's it's not about can I run faster, farther, jump higher. It's about do I feel do I feel energized throughout the day? Yes. Do I feel it's like we're not saying, you know, like, yeah, I, I would love to be swole back like I was when I was 27, but like that ain't gonna happen. That's not in the cards. Yeah. Uh, but do I feel comfortable? Am I not, you know, pulling muscles all the time and f at the end of the day feeling like I just want to lay on the couch? Uh, do I have a good sense of energy throughout the day and that I'm eating right, treating my body right, and that I'm basically just sustaining the rest of my life? Like that's, you know, to me at this point, physical fitness is about uh, just being able to enjoy the rest of my life the way I want to enjoy it, whether yep. that's with my family, wrestling around with my kids, or just being able to be productive in the shop throughout the day uh, and wake up in the morning energized for the next you know round of whatever's coming at me. Agreed. And, and I uh, and I love that the importance has moved to like not some specific deliverable. It's not like go to 30 minutes of exercise a day 
sit down for 10 and just think, you know, there's no answer okay. like that. It's a, it, it is a spectrum. Um, and it's also individualized, like majorly individualized. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I know we have listeners with, you know, physical disabilities. I know we have friends and family who are incapable of doing certain things because life restrictions and stuff. And that doesn't necessarily mean you can't get into a good mental space. Like if you'd like to play Dungeons and Dragons, like I'm not, we're not, I'm not sitting here saying sacrifice that in order to grow your business. No, build your business in order to give you time to do that. So you can have that happiness, have that mental space that you want to have. Like for me, it's something I greatly miss was being in the gym. And like, I physically, uh, and like thoroughly love, Working out in a group environment. It's something that I was bred on. It's something that I grew up with. And I never realized it until my buddy, who was a manager at a gym, was like, dude, you're getting married in October. Get in here and get in shape. And I was like, oh, I'm sick of you saying it. Like, I'll come down and like do it. <laughs> and then I get down in there and he's like, he's like, you know, he's pushing me and I'm pushing myself and I'm a naturally competitive person and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But by no means, like you said, like you're not going to be as shredded as you were 27. Like I'm going to be nowhere close to the athlete I was at 23 or 24. And it's because I'm no longer getting paid to be an athlete. But with that, I still get the happiness and enjoyment and the mental clarity of like going in there and clanking some weight around and like pushing my body to do things that I typically wouldn't have to do. And when I'm there, I'm not thinking about, you know, are we going to have a video done for tomorrow? Like, what's my next like project looking like? Like, do I have materials or like none of that is in my head because I'm focused on the task at hand and I'm able to get out of that mental clutter of the business. Um, and so uh, this has taken a long time for me to get there because I would typically, when I was going to the gym without somebody else, I would just go and I'd get on the treadmill and I'd answer emails and I'd write blog posts and I'd be standing there. I'd be 45 minutes pouring sweat, thinking I was multitasking the whole time, realizing I just literally wasn't focusing on my health and fitness at all. I was just doing something else while I was working on the business. And what ends up happening is that it's easy to default back to not getting on that treadmill. Um, so instead I've been just like carving out time to do so. And, and, it's been quite interesting on the dynamic because my business has improved because when I'm putting time to it, it's actual time to it. It's not getting everything done in an yeah. umbrella. It is categorized time allotments to certain tasks. And then I execute on those tasks and then move on to the next. Um, and so my, my process and system is super individualized to me. I know yours is as well to you, Brad. And I think what's interesting is how we got there and how I've gotten there. Um, and I wanted to give a few, few books um, that I've, listened to or read physically that have helped me um, starting out with, I'll go with the weirdest one, which is about this topic specifically um, owning. <clears throat> it's called own the day. It's by Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey Marcus is the founder of on it nutrition. Um, him and Joe Rogan are partners in that. And uh, Aubrey is, he's a different cat. He's got some wild stuff going on as far as like his mental and spiritual spirituality, like, very in tuned with his environment, but some really, really good deliverables in the in the book um, that I thoroughly enjoyed. I've actually read it three times um, and he's got some great stuff in there as far as routines. Um, interesting perspective on some really high performers throughout the world whom he uh, associates with. Um, great read there. Um, like I said, it's called Own the Day by Aubrey Marcus. Um, we have and I'll have links in the show notes for all of these for you guys. Um Next book suggestion is going to be Capital Gains by our homie, Chip Gaines, the king. Yeah. Love Chip. Um, and Chip, and what's ironic is I thought this book would be about like all grind, right? Like Chip is like a hardworking dude. Like you see like the past couple of years, he's ran a marathon with like a tool belt on and like dude's a maniac. But it's the book was like very much about like his struggles and strife and compartmentalizing certain like negative aspects of his life and focusing on the good and like him and Joanna's like journey in their business and like how they've gotten to where they are today. And like, I, I just, I took so much away from it. That wasn't like hard business development that I wanted to, I wanted to share it out there. And then um, the two other books I'll suggest are by Tim Ferriss. And if you guys aren't familiar with Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss is, uh, is he's a, uh, Oh, he's kind of like a biohacker, um, a self-experimenter. He takes in, he has a podcast where he interviews um, high performers throughout the world. And then he gives tips and and, and uh, advice based on their experiences, everything from professional athletes to successful businessmen and women. And it's, he's, he's, a, he's an extremely interesting individual, became famous from writing the four-hour work week, um, which seems like 10 years ago plus now. Um, but anyway, his last two books, Tools of Titans and Tribe of Mentors, are legitimately 100% focused on learning successful habits from high-performing individuals. And that is 
not just business. Uh, it's in personal life. It's in growth and development. And there's tons of good things you can take away. My suggestion and the reason I wanted to put these out there for everyone is that, one, I know it's not easy to consume books, uh, to take time to read, or when you have a busy life, when you have a family, it's not easy to throw on a, a an Audible and actually retain information. Um, what I think is really cool about these four books is that there, you can take small tidbits and start incorporating them into your life. And there's there's you can't build a pyramid without starting with the first block, right? Like you have to take small steps in order to get to that bigger picture thing. Um, and whether that's carving out 10 minutes a day to just sit in silence and think, or it's taking a cold shower when you wake up in the morning, like whatever it might be for you, <clears throat> um, you have to develop that that system and that process yourself. You have to do what Brad said and categorize or put uh, some sort of ranking or percentage on what matters to you most in your life and then find what balance you want to work towards and start taking steps to get there. Because I will tell you what, having a successful business is not everything. Not having anyone to enjoy it with um, or ruining your personal relationships or not having quality relationships in your life um, or not being healthy enough to participate with your kids or your uh, whomever else is important to you in your life. You know, those things, none of it matters if you can't do any of that. And I personally know from a lot of people in my personal life that aren't in the maker community, those are, that's 100% exactly what they're sacrificing. Um, and everyone feels like it's great and it wins and it looks good on the surface. But when it comes down to like really core and true belief, like those are the things that you need to be working on just as much as your business. And you get a lot more out of working on you than you do. Um, you know, working on selling something, I feel uh, it, it, it all it kind of builds the whole tide for the whole ship and everything kind of yeah. rises up. Um, and 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 it's it's something that I talk about a lot in confidence and to personally with individuals. But like we never put it out there on the show. And it's 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 weird because it's like the maker community doesn't talk about fitness or personal health. It's like it's cool to be like unhealthy and like crush like bags of chips and like kill yourself <laughs> while you're in the shop. Too. Right. And it's like, yes. well, cause and, and let's be honest, like as close friends, I'm always on you about the do thing. Am I not? You are. And you've been like, and I'm not going to lie. You've been consistently getting better over the last four years at like not having a case a day and only having a couple a day. <laughs> and then I remember there was one point where you were like, I cut it out. And like, regardless, if you don't take that small step, you don't know if you can do it. And instead of just saying no, like, Try because putting your mind to something outside of what, like for me, it's like, I needed, I am, I've put it on myself to drink a gallon of water a day. I don't care what else I'm doing in my day. I put it on myself. And for the past three weeks, I've been successful at it. And ironically, I've lost 10 pounds and I feel great. Like so weird how, when you do something and put your mind to it and like, Oh, I was, I was functioning fine three weeks ago, but I'm much better now. So like, like, why wouldn't you do something like that? Or like take a small step to be better at something. Um, I, th I think that the biggest thing that people like, I, I like what you said, take a small step is that you got to choose something and whether that is, <clears throat> whether it's, um, something for your health, you know, like drinking more water or cutting out, you know, sugars or sweets or those three beers that you drink every night yeah. or whatever it is, like those things, uh, can add up. And it's not, I think that's why a lot of people get overwhelmed. Because they're like, oh, gosh, yeah, I'm, I'm drinking dew. I'm having Chipotle every can't do it every, every other day. day. Like, you know, you're doing all these things and they just get overwhelmed. But it's like, OK, well, why don't you start small? Why don't you start small? But going from three beers a night to two beers a night. And then, you know, from there, you can go to zero two beers every other night or zero or only on the weekend or what. Yeah, I know that's what you you know, that you were like, dude, don't drink anymore. It's just like I only drink on the weekend or or whatever it is like. I'm drinking like once a that, month now. I literally used to drink every Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like in, and, and it was like casually socially and you feel like you're fine. And then you're like, why do I feel like crap on Tuesday? And you're like, well, cause you gassed down 36 beers this weekend. Right. Weird. You cut those it. out and you're like, <laughs> I don't feel so terrible. And my business is better so, because I'm not a drunk. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that part of that, that work-life balance is getting, you know, it, it's just about the small wins, honestly. Right. And it's about taking small wins and small steps to get better. Uh, and wherever you feel deficient, as you've looked at those areas of your life, wherever you'd feel deficient, like if it's financial, <clears throat> same thing, if it's financial, you know, so getting back to that, as we wrap up, like, look at those areas, those areas where you don't feel good about 
you don't feel like you're winning in your life, whether that's relationship wise, whether that's financial, whether that's health, whether that's your business uh, is like, okay, now, like, what do you do about it? Is like any of those, you can start with a small step. And if it's, and some of them double dip, which is great, right? So it's financial and health. Then it's like, oh yeah, maybe I don't need to go beat down that case of buddies every, every weekend. And that's going to a have less empty calories and B have less money out of your wallet. Right? Like, so that's, a, that's the interesting thing about the financials are like a lot of those, a lot of these bad habits we have are hit double side because they're bad. You know, yeah, they cost money, right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm wasting time going to the movies all the time. Well, yeah, do that. And you save 12 bucks every time you don't go. Right. Uh, Compounding. Like doing these. Yeah. Doing those things. Uh, you know, just pick something. So pick one of those categories and pick one small thing you could do. And then like get it under your belt because that's, we've talked about this many, many times on the show is it's all about momentum. So once you, you get a small win, get a small win under your belt because then you'll want to do more. You'll get that taste of it. You'll be like, man, that felt great. I'm going to do more. Boom, do more. And then you bring those categories that are that you're not feeling great about. You can bring those aspects of your life back up in balance with everything else. And that's what it's all about. And it's going to ebb and flow. So like, you know, you're not going to be at 100 on everything all the time. There's going to be seasons of life and there's going to be seasons in your business and in your personal life. And when you, you know, sprain your ankle on a run and you can't run for a month, like that's going to go down and that's that's okay. But, you know, how do you offset that or at least have a plan. Okay. Doc says I'm good to go back in six weeks. I can start running again and get back on the horse. Yeah. You gotta, you know, be diligent because you're going to fail. So just as much as you can do small steps, you're going to fail and go back to what you used to do. And you got to get back on the horse. You can't just be like, Oh, I knew I couldn't do it or whatever. You got to get back up and dust yourself off and pick back up where you started or backtrack five, six steps and be like, all right, well, you know, let's, let's do this again. And Next time I'm going to, you know, wear ankle support when I'm running or wherever yeah. it is, or I'm going to just do something to help me not hit that obstacle again. So and and, fi- and and make it a priority and find an answer, right? Like it's like these things aren't going to take care of themselves. And I think the last thing I'll say is that if you put your mind to something, whether don't care what it is, there is a uh, a value in the feeling you get when you accomplish it. And whether that's losing two pounds whether that is running an extra mile, whether that is doing 100 push-ups a day, whatever you want to do, putting your mind to it and getting it done feels good. And your body enjoys, your mind enjoys that fulfillment. And if, and, the accomplishment. If, and if you happen to break your hand and you can't go and lift weights anymore, you need to find something that supplements the same goal you had at the beginning and not just give up on it because there's a roadblock. That's where a lot of us fail is we hit a roadblock instead of, you know, putting the bull guard on the front of your truck and driving through it, we all just turn around or make or make a left turn and, and let life kind of control it instead of controlling the momentum in that situation. Um, I love how you touched on momentum. I think momentum is something compounding and building that a lot of us take for granted. Those things are good. Um, you know, when something bad happens, the momentum doesn't completely shift if you if you fault back to the good aspect of things. You know, if you start faulting to whatever that bad is and then diving into it, that's where momentum swings. Yeah. But if you don't, you don't, you could pivot, you could pivot the momentum. Like you said, like if you're trying to do a hundred pushups a day and you sprain your wrist, like me, I'm 42. I literally injured my wrist playing too much pop a shot with my son. Like I, I truly believe that that's what's going on. I don't know if it's early arthritis or what, but like you can, I've been wanting to do to lift. Right. Exactly. I could ride my bike. I just, I was sitting there thinking like, Oh, I could like ride my bike. I could do squats. I could do yeah. other things that don't involve. I could swim. Like we have a, a pool and it's summer right now. So I could go swim <clears throat> until my wrist gets on the mend. So what are those things? <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't look to avoid things? it. Look to conquer yeah. it. Like, right. Like look to pivot. Don't let that like adversity own you. And I think that that is vitally important to life is like, don't expect it to be easy. One and two, if it becomes adverse, yeah. don't let it own you. Um, expect, expect failure because it's going to happen. Yeah. And it's, and you, you got to conquer those moments. So, um, really quality conversation here. Like I, I, I love this stuff. I can ramble on this, I think longer than I can on woodworking or making furniture or business. Cause this is something that's been consistent for me for the entirety of my life. You know, I haven't been in business for my whole life, but I've definitely been trying to deal with being happy, um, and staying mentally clear. 
Um, and there's so many other avenues we didn't even explore. We don't, we haven't talked about spirituality or meditation or any of the things that a lot of people, um, love to emphasize in their lives, but there's so many resources out there. Definitely, um, head on over to madeforprofit.com forward slash episode 107, um, and check out the show notes. If you're looking for those books, we've got links in the, in there for you guys on my top four recommendations. If you're looking to get your work-life balance on track, um, and those are both, all of them are available on audible as well as uh, physical book. And I do believe we have, uh, if you're looking for a free audible trial, you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash made for profit and uh, snag yourself up a free 30 days and get one of those books for free too. And that's not even sponsored. Poof, mic drop. Oh, I'm going to go do pushups. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you enjoy this one and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.